No, I, I want it. Hold on. Sirhan sips. They're just going forever. This is like this is like the quiet hour on the radio. So it's like it's ASMR. It's the worst ASMR. <laughs> hey guys, and um, welcome back to the Quiet Corner with me, your host Sirhan today. Um, get out of special... here! <laughs> get out what? of here! Stop yeah. run with it. Stop. Stop doing this. We're not running with it. <laughs> I liked it. It's a calm episode. Charlie's not here. We get to be calm. We get to be civil. There's no big dick Charlie here today. This is the calm no. episode. We're doing a calm episode today. This no is energy. a calm episode. No, no energy. energy. Plus, I've got a headache. So we're going to be very calm. I'm I'm going to be calm, Sirhan, today. Okay. Got in-ear headphones as well. Yeah, yeah, I've got, yeah, got in-ear headphones. got my mic plugged in. Speaking very got, gently. got my Talk. chamomile tea. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling calm. Centered. So sorry, phrase, please. T- take well, it away, my friend. Let's get going, shall we? Let's, Hello and welcome back. <laughs> don't, <laughs> welcome back. Don't keep running with it. Don't <laughs> feed hard. into it. What are you doing? Let's <laughs> <sighs> right, <just> go properly. <laughs> welcome back to another Red Jackson episode. <laughs> I'm hosting for today. My name is Fraser. I'm Rick. And I am your you're, you're calm and centered, Sohan, today oh, no. to guide you on this on this episode. <laughs> it's your big boy, Sohan. Get out, get back in the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we, we're um, obviously we're a man down. Um, we're missing Charlie. Man down. God bless his soul. He uh, he did. He didn't listen to your advice. He found that pod in the field, and he 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 had to go and take a look. He had to so, be the one to open it. Yeah, that message that. confused the hell out of me. I was like, I could tell you didn't what? pick up on it. <laughs> I did not. Honestly, all I got was a voice that I'm like barely like lying on the sofa, like watching Avatar. I was like, oh, and I was like, click. I was like, there's, there's a pod in a field. <laughs> We're back. And uh, today, hopefully, Charlie can join us. If he does jump in, it should be fine. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to do like a general gaming chat. Ask you guys some nice. questions, see what you guys' uh, portfolios are like, you know, reminisce on some some games we shared together as well. Yeah, boy, that sounds mm-hmm. good. That sounds good. Can we just put it out there that um, whatever games we talk about, can we all, like, kind of put our hand up and say, like, no spoilers for this particular... Just in case if we talk about something the other person hasn't played yet, I don't want to wreck anything. We're all gamers here. We Fine. all respect can it. Do. I think that, yeah, we'll, we'll see what comes up, but we should be fine, I think. Yeah, no, I, I think we should be fine as well. But just, just, just in case, just in cases, you know what I'm just saying? Just in case. Just so. in case. So, yeah, my first question to you guys was going to be, what was your first ever game? Like, what was your first game and first console? What got you into gaming? Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. If you cast your minds back. We kind of covered, you know, we probably would have covered a couple of things on old, older podcasts, like on 90s podcast. No. Um, and a couple of things that might come up later that we've covered. Um, but for me personally, it was the Sega Mega Drive. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My uncle, my uncle gave it to me. He probably, he probably got the PS One, so he was like, oh, "I don't need this anymore." Gave it to me when I was like, I don't know, maybe four or five or something. Um, nice. I had a couple of games with it, but it definitely had Sonic the Hedgehog. I was gonna say, yes. yeah, yes. And I played that to death. <laughs> Mate, I, I would still play that to this day. I, st- I still say that the best Sonic game has been on the Mega Drive. Yeah. It's OG, on, Mega right? Drive in... 
the UK, what was it for outside? Genesis. Genesis. Yeah. Sega Genesis. Sega yeah. Genesis. Okay. I think yeah. it was the same for me because uh, my sister had the, the Mega Drive and I kind of played with it, but I think the first console I felt like this is mine and the first game that I really played like and I've done everything I could by myself was probably Nintendo 64 and Ocarina of Time. Wow, that's oh, a deep one to, to Jesus go Christ. Into. Yeah, yeah. Like the Mega Drive got me into the idea of gaming. When I got the N64, it came with Goldeneye. So just all bangers all day. And I really like, but that was still a game that the adults kind of had to help me with. And we played a bit of co-op with my dad, which was a nice memory. But like Ocarina was like, no, this is my shit. This is nice. This is how, all me. How old was you when you first started playing Ocarina? I honestly don't know, mate. It, it was shortly after it came out. And I know I've told this story before, but it was basically, we had the N64. We used to play Goldeneye and my sister went across the road to Blockbusters and rented a game. She must've asked, hey, I've got a little brother. What would he like? And the guy was like, try this game. So we yeah. rented Ocarina, really enjoyed it. My sister must've told my parents and they bought it for me. But I, I'm not entirely sure when, but I know like, and I think this is the pattern for most of my life. I was late to the game. My mum and dad was a bit resistant and hesitant to buy me consoles and stuff. They wanted to keep that more of that traditional childhood. Of, I really liked toys and keep that jazz involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then they realised that other kids were kind of avoiding coming around my house because I didn't have a console. I, was, I wasn't uh, cool. Yeah, my mum yeah, was yeah. like, no, no, right? we can't kind of segregate him from the, the flow of everything. And that's when I came into it. So I think I was a bit later than most. But yeah, Ocarina, I must have been, I was still in primary school. I must have been, I would say about nine yeah. years old. Dude, that's a big game to finish at nine years old Even on your nine. own. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, that's crazy. That's a, that's a well, feathering mate, I mean, your cap. Yeah, but you, yeah, I mean, absolutely. But you, uh, you, you're a, you're a Metal Gear guy, man. And you played that fucking PS One days. That's still for me I, too big of a game yeah. back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think Metal Gear was my first game. It's, and I definitely did not finish the first Metal Gear when I was younger. It was like, um, if you ever played Metal Gear One, you know, like the very opening level where you're underground and you gotta get to the elevator on the other side and mm-hmm. like soldiers walking around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've so, seen it as well. Yeah, when I when I remember, I remember when I was young, young, I thought that that was the game, like just sneaking from one side to the other, because I I would spend so long just trying to get to the to the elevator. Like I didn't realize that there was a whole extra <laughs> thing behind that. I thought getting to the elevator was the game, because before then, like games weren't really what we consider them to be or what they can be now. They were just very kind of arcadey same repetitive kind of thing so i wasn't really expecting a grand fucking adventure out of it um but i don't think that was my first game i think um it might have been like a a weird pc game like a red alert or uh age of mythology like the what are those rts games called age of empires age of empires yeah yeah. i think um because my dad used to play a lot of those kind of stuff so when i was younger i think he was still on his PC gaming kind of stuff, and he used to play a lot of that. So I think that would have been like my first ever exposure to games. Would have been would have likely been something like that. Those games but, um, are quite addictive and like time consuming. Did you get they into really, it like, uh, like that? 
Yeah, I mean, kind of like watching my the way my dad would play and the, what you'd have to do and like the resource building and like the fighting yeah. and everything. It just seemed really cool. I did eventually get into it after that, but um, as far as like first like my first ever game that I was like, this is my game, I'm gonna do it. I think it was Devil May Cry one on PlayStation Ooh. Two. I think it might have been or something like that. Yeah, was, yes, uh, I think game. that was like the the first game. I was like, yeah, this is my game. I'm gonna finish it, and I just smashed the whole game out myself. Wow. Big boy yeah, that was big boy yeah how did you end up getting that game i swear that game would have been like an 18 <laughs> i don't know it, it might it might have been one of those um trips to blockbuster that would have done it <laughs> <laughs> of course i think, I think it would have been one case, of those. Like, hmm, it's got a little red circle with an 18 in it hmm, it'll be one. fine it'll be fine, it'll be he, fine. he took it to the counter like with his mum and dad but he put his thumb over the rating and he was just like <laughs> He's emotional. He's gonna learn something. He's gonna cry. I wanna learn. My name's Rikesh. Oh God damn. What a game. <laughs> but you, you yeah. both like you both had a had a good point actually, like where you were saying about how games aren't everything they are considered to be now and like more arcadey and stuff like that. And mm. like with you Sirhan saying like how your parents wanted to keep you like playing with toys and stuff, being creative and things Locked like that. In the in the basement was what they originally <laughs> wanted to do. With toys, but... <laughs> hey, if they wanted to lock me in the basement, they would have bought me the console sooner. <laughs> I would have stayed voluntarily. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but um, but I I feel like you know with games and the way they were made back then, we kind of had to use our imagination a bit and get creative with it as well because they were quite you know mechanically limited as well like yeah. even when they were developing it they would have had to get yeah. creative with what they had available mm. and usually it was pretty solid what they came out with i mean like sonic the hedgehog the first one and sonic the hedgehog 2 they haven't really been able to recreate that in the modern no. day they no, haven't no. they've re- they've really missed <laughs> i can't even say hit and miss they've just they've just missed <laughs> with recent games and those games have been ported like countless times yeah i think it's just one of those games that it's just like one of those staples in gaming like og sonic green hill zone like the graphics the look the sound yeah. all of it is just like yeah. you can't recreate that that was like perfect for the time that it came out in and there is some things you just you can try to emulate but it's just not gonna work it's i think the that's the after that yeah like og sonic was just something you can't beat i think it was like i know this is an obvious statement to say like it's a product of its time right i don't think they knew just like now they're gonna make something and i'm sure very rarely you get an idea of this is gonna be legendary this is gonna really do well this is gonna last this is gonna be timeless mm-hmm. but because the tech was more limited, obviously as, as compared to now, it's like something like a game like Sonic or like Mario, right? It's got that replayability, that slightly addictiveness, but there's still a momentum of narrative that we're very used to. It still moves forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of that sweet spot of almost like the addictiveness of like Tetris with the narrative play that yeah. we're kind of used to now. And it's almost like a phone game on a much bigger scale. But back then there was no phone games. This was discovery. So because it was, it was limited, it was very formulaic in its play, but very 
intuitive you could experiment with it you could push it to its boundaries and even yeah. like like speed running really shows how far you can push some of these yeah. games yeah. so i think that all inadvertently helped it become the timeless piece it is whereas now it's because there's so much potential to do stuff and such a big market yeah but it's, it's easier to look at what's absent from games now like oh <clears throat> this can do this much yeah, but it's done so much now, but it's, you know, it's, it's trying to do 10 things well, but rather than just do two things and succeed well enough, or is there too many glitches or this other game done it better. So there's a lot of comparison. Yeah. Shit, but, um, I think a lot of it as yeah. well, kind of like in part of that, it's also like oversaturation with things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because now we just have so many games. It's like Netflix. Like, you know, you go on Netflix, you try and find something to watch and you spend 20 minutes just flicking through trying to find something good. It's the same thing <laughs> with games. Like, when I when I'm, want to get a new game, there's nothing that I already have clear in my mind that I want to play this. Yeah. I'll flick through the PlayStation Store and I'll sit there for, like, days and days. Like, do I want this? Does that look good? I'm, like, checking out reviews and, like, all this kind of stuff, trying to find, like, just a decent game to play. Mm-hmm. And I'm... Um, it kind of, it kind of does come down to like one game will try and do like so many different things and it's like it, it spreads itself too thin and it yeah. lacks that kind of depth or some games try and do too much too quickly and it's like what is going on and you lose me completely mm-hmm. um i think it, again it goes, does kind of come down to what kind of gamer you are and what kind of games you like to play yeah because mm-hmm. i think that's like a big thing that matters you know well should we just kind of just I say go around the room like this, but I, like, should we kind of just go around between <laughs> us and say, like, at least describe what type of gamers that we are? Because we, we're all kind of similar, but we've also got our own little niches, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I have our own little quirky niches as well. Um, yeah, like action adventure games. I probably, like, if I was going to like tier list it, I guess action adventure is fairly up there. Um, platformer, you could probably put in with that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a good fighting game as well, um, and I think that yeah, I think that'll cover it. I, I like RPGs as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If those those would be my top three, yeah, my okay. my three go tos. Yeah, that's fair. I think um same action adventure kind of things um like single player story driven narrative kind of games are what I'm kind of more driven to like. Um, Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know why that was the first example that popped into my head, but that like games like good, that, good game, fucking amazing game. Yeah. Like um, I'm playing Persona now, Persona Three Reload. Yes, fucking incredible. Like the single player, like JRPG kind of games. Like this is just so expansive. Um, racing games. I love racing games. I don't play a lot mm-hmm. of sport games. Like I, I think that's no. not absolutely is not my kind of thing like FIFA and 2K and all that kind of stuff like I don't I don't really play, a lot play it for a laugh games. like somebody else yeah has it and they want to play it for a laugh yeah yeah that's it mm-hmm. like every time I play with, like FIFA is when we play with Charlie and he's like yeah let's play some FIFA <laughs> that's the only time I'll force myself to play FIFA but other than that it's it's, it's funny when you play on the same team <laughs> yeah <laughs> <It's too nice. laughs> I uh yeah, I, I think it's the I think our gaming genres is very similar to like our music genres, where I'm I'm open to almost any any genre and style, but I have my own favorites. And I think like Ocarina just shaped me in that way, and it was 
kind of reflective of the way I played with toys. I'd get toys, I'd get characters, and I'd build a narrative, and I'd build bases, and I built like an environment in my head. So it, the gaming kind of reflects that same. So I think like action adventure, open world is very much probably on my top. Um, fighting games like Tekken is definitely like something I was brought up with a heck of a lot. Yeah. Um, I would say like sporty games and racing games, not not me at all. I think racing, the closest I got to was in the arcade. Sports is probably like Wii Sports at best. Um, and like playing people, playing yeah, absolutely, like playing FIFA with you guys. And I think the other stuff like like first person shoot first person shooter games did not get into them at all. I think when COD yeah, no. came out and you guys were really in 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 on it. I kind of went into that. Mass Effect pulled me into that. I'd say Far Cry really solidified my Far Cry Three, especially solidified my first what person shooter. Game. Amazing game. What a game! That also um, brings in other elements from other game genres as well, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yes, it's still an open adventure, but I never, I always preferred an over the shoulder type yeah, of third person. Is yeah, third like, person. Like thank preference you. as well. Um, and I would say probably Rikesh brought me into. Like Persona, when I played Persona Five, never played an RPG before that. It was too heavy for me, wow. too big for me. I never, so that was my first real exposure, JRPGs. especially to a JRPG. Yeah, especially. <laughs> and then that was it. You were just like, <laughs> oh mate, I absolutely. Remember, I remember coming around and you're just like, I'm just in my Persona Five <laughs> mode at the moment <laughs> until like <laughs> eight o'clock. So, and I'm just like, yeah, cool. <laughs> mate, I yeah. would get I would get yeah. sucked into the mini games, man. The fucking card games on the side. Forget the forget the oh, storyline. Yeah, what was it called? Um, I cannot remember, man. Oh, that's gonna bug me. Okay, now, right, so just to just to touch on like our favorite games. What kind of games do you guys generally tend to sort of avoid? Like games that are like big games that you know you can understand like the appeal, but stuff that you just generally kind of stick away from just wouldn't because for me it's like um yeah because for me like sports games like ufc like those kind of games like online sort of sporty sort of stuff it um doesn't really interest me um like big online kind of games like warzone i know people love warzone i can see the appeal to warzone and everything but um Mm -hmm. online games i feel like they're very limited in that there's not much else you do like a lot yeah. of online games now are kind of like battle royale type games, yeah. And it's like you drop into the, you drop into a map, you do one thing, you try and survive, you try and win. Okay, you die or you win. All right, cool. You do it again. You do it again. You do it again and again. And it just kind of gets a bit boring after a while for me, at least. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't mind doing that if I know people who are who are playing as well. Like I've played Warzone yeah. a little bit with like my cousin, just because he's playing it. I wouldn't load yeah. it up myself and play with randoms or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm I am actually pretty much open to anything if I know people who are playing it and want to play with me as well. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not too bothered about what it is usually. There's this game called Talisman, which is Talisman. a proper it's it's a proper like board game type RPG game, like kind of. Ooh. I don't want to say like Dungeons and Dragons, but like you do roll a dice and you go around the board and you kind of build up the character that you've got and your character has special abilities and stuff like that. Um, and games games can last for hours. That does sound kind of cool. What's it called? Talisman. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. That does sound kind of cool. That's kind of cool, actually. Maybe something we can play together. 
It probably mm. could, yeah, because it's not very taxing. Like, even if you just load it up on a laptop, it, it will most likely work. Is maybe it not more... the one you've got. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe not, yeah, not, maybe not the one I've got. Two applications at once. <laughs> maybe I'll just do it for real life. I'll get the board game roll of dice or something. Like, oh, I'm joining in, guys. Just call me on the phone. <laughs> is this is it a game more based on the roll of the sorry, the luck of the roll of the die, or is it more like strategical, like there is more strategy and tactic involved in it? Or a bit of both? Strategy is more in the path you take around the board board because there's side paths and there's certain spots you land on the board, certain things happen. Uh, and the roll is for how many spaces you take. And if you get into a battle or something, it can determine attack points in battle as well. Okay. That's okay. like okay. full on D and D almost. It yeah. almost is, yeah, but it's it's also different. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. That's not it's, like cool. a, it's like so, an RPG tabletop game tabletop version. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's not something I ever would have thought I'd start playing, but I knew some people who were playing and they was like, try it. I was like, okay. Four hours later, <laughs> just, <laughs> just end it, please. <laughs> Every monopoly oh, game it is ever. on PlayStation. Is it this one? It's actually. It's so blurry, mate. Blurry. It's... All I see is fire. Oh, it's because your background is blurred. Talisman Digital Edition. It's, it looks like a dragon and a couple of D&D sort right, of characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, otherwise. I don't tend to jump onto these things like Fortnite and stuff like that. But if other people are playing, I'm not. I'm 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 not opposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm the same. I think the games that I avoid, generally speaking, is like sporty games, you know, racing games included. I'm not much for online co-op games like like you like you said Fraser but if it was randoms I think I get into it depending on the people around me if I know people are playing it online I know we jumped onto like the Marvel beta I would happily play that game with you guys all day mm-hmm. but by myself or with others no way the game itself doesn't intrigue me it's just rinse and repeat I tend to avoid games that are based on quote unquote real life I prefer a bit of a fantasy element I don't like games like based on like real life simulator stuff or military stuff well, or you, stuff. You're like... into like Assassin's Creed, or is that far enough removed that you uh, can tolerate it? It's far enough removed. It kind of goes into that toy boyhood element of it's an assassin, and I like stealthy games. I like that com- combination of strategy and being able to be uh, stealthy. I- I've always liked stealthy characters and stealthy movements and stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of staying in the shadows, if you will, and there is a little fantasy element to it. I mean, literally about going into your ancestors' memories and shit. So yeah, but yeah, you're not wrong. I, I am open and flexible, but it's just generally I prefer games are more Simulated based on. God no! Come on, guys. Which one of us has ever gone, guys? Have you ever tried that new tractor simulator? None of us. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know what, I will say that. In terms of um, like simulator games. PlayStation had a their monthly games. I think last month, two months ago, it was Power Wash Simulator. I downloaded it as a joke, thinking it was just going to be <laughs> fucking shit. I, I, I'll be honest, there is something strangely zen about just power washing stuff away. How many it's... hours? Let's let's not talk about it. I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. <laughs> yeah, because I got was really kind of far into it enough to be like, you know what. <laughs> 
it's just getting a bit long now. There's a, there's a certain level that you get to. And when you start, obviously, you spawn in the area and you see what you have to clean. I spawned, it's like a subway. I spawned in the subway. I saw how much dirt there was everywhere. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. And like, I, I left it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, there's, there's a threshold, right? We've, yeah, we've there's, a, there's a tolerance. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to a free game, you're going to dip in and find it surprising. But there is like a limit before you go. I'm not that passionate about this now. Like, <laughs> there's only so much I can take, guys. It's true. It's true, actually. I know that feeling. <laughs> I think it's, it was more like just play this game until Persona finally get, comes out. So it was just yes. holding me over until Persona the, came out. The transition, the in-between. Yeah. And as soon as that game drops, all of a sudden, all that excitement you had for this random game is gone. Yeah. Gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going back. I had a point I was going to make. What was I going to say? Yeah, you you said before, like saying like you were a bit late to certain games and certain consoles and stuff. Yeah. But I think that back then, you know, like we were saying about those games having more sticking power, like I don't think it was really a late. Like I would if in in that case I was also a bit late because most of my consoles and stuff came from like cash converters and stuff like yeah. that. Um and and to be honest, like if you were even getting those consoles back then, if you were getting them new, they were still fucking expensive. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah I think a couple years after, and they're still popular, and people are still getting them. One, it says something about it, and two, I don't think there was a there was an issue with that back then either. Yeah. Um. So my next question to you guys is going to be: What was your like game changing console? or game-changing video game, like, when you realise, oh, shit, this is what video games can be? I, I think we're all going to say the same thing for the console, right? Let's just be honest, right? It's, it's going to well, be... It's gonna be I, I, I know you guys are going to say, but go on. It's going to be PS2. PS2 yeah, was okay. the world's <laughs> game-changer, man. It took shit to the next level. When I found out the PS2 could be a DVD player as well, I was like, what? <laughs> Two in one? <laughs> The amount yeah. of children that must have convinced their parents to get a PS2 because mom, dad, it's a DVD player as well. We we could do it for the family. And back then yeah. there was like one, two they what they were doing. in an average household. You couldn't plug your shit into your bedroom unless you were like you had the money for it. You had and to DVD players were more, probably just as expensive. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Oh, one hundred percent. But I remember putting even CDs. In, in my PS2 and playing music from the TV, which was just yeah. in of itself amazing. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. So for me, it, it, it's PS2. I, I would say game changer for me. <clears throat> I would game, probably. Game changer. I would say Prince of Persia. Okay. There was something about that tr- original trilogy for me on the PS2 and the graphics and the level that i mean that this is a game that i played i would say a game changer that i saw was always final fantasy when i ever saw final mm-hmm. fantasy game trailers or or other people's cutscenes, amazing i tried the game couldn't get into it but for me i think prince of persia the the gaming the mechanics the cutscenes, the, the the level that the graphics could be was like that first stepping stone where i was like whoa i'm noticing graphics now i'm noticing a mm-hmm. bit of realism in this um detail and yeah worlds coming to life more than they did back when they were like polygons and i think especially because you could turn back time in prince of persia one right obviously the whole point of the game so you could make a mess and if you turn back time things would reconstruct 
that was mm-hmm. a big deal in a gaming world of, of making a mess oh, in yeah. a game and you could turn back time and that thing would go back on the table that wall would go, that brick would go back in its spot and i was like mm-hmm. whoa like look how yeah. far tech's gone you can put stuff back together again that was just amazing yeah. that you could do that i remember that i remember things once i could put single crates or whatever once you broke them they would come back together and that was a yeah. bit like what i can <laughs> resurrect the crate that is pretty yes. crazy mechanic back then um i mean game wise for me the first thing that comes to my mind is uh gran turismo 3 i think that that game i was when i realized like holy shit games can be fucking huge there's not just one island there's like a second island and then there's a third island there's like all the wanted levels and all of the graphics like the graphics weren't amazing for grand for grand theft auto 3 but they were good enough that you could kind of tell what they were trying to do. But it was that game had everything, like everything. It had guns, it had tanks, it was prostitutes. There was like a whole mafia story. You mean Grand Theft Auto? Grand Theft Auto Three, yeah. What did I say? You said Grand Turismo, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Me and Fraser got so lost. I was like, let's what? <laughs> There's prostitutes in Grand Turismo. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> okay, yeah, my bad. My Is bad. That my bad. I told you it was. Wow. I love it. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, no, my bad. We're going to have to edit that Mind bit out. Mind Grand Theft Auto 3. That was what I meant. Okay. That, was, that, was what I meant. that was what I meant. Yeah. That was when I realized games could be fucking huge and the shit that yeah. you could and just how much time you could sink into it doing random bullshit that was a that was a literal game changer the perfect sandbox game i think that was yeah the first open world game but with stuff within it like something like like i said when i went to like zelda it was an open world game but things were happening in very sectioned off places you had to go into a town or a village where that was just like it felt like it was living and breathing with or without you there Things would still change and evolve, and yeah, I think I think Grand Theft Auto for a lot of people was that step up of look how big we can make stuff. Yeah, that was a that was a memorable game for sure for me for, for the PS2 era. That was one of them. What about you, Fraser? Well, for me, I didn't really have a PS2. Like my brother got a PS2 at some point, but I was more on like my Nintendo stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, so the story is that I probably told it before as well. So as I was playing Sonic the Hedgehog on my Mega Drive, um, I used to get like Nintendo magazines as well, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh, Sonic's coming to Nintendo." And I was like, "Oh, okay, great." Um, saw a Nintendo sixty-four. I was like, "Mom, I need to get a Nintendo sixty-four. <laughs> so I, I need like, oh, to. Okay. I, know, I love it. I need to. I, I had the choice between N sixty-four and the Game Boy, and I got." Nintendo 64 um, but obviously with being a bit later they were actually talking about GameCube um, but the oh. Nintendo 64 was still a game changer for me like first step into 3D um, yeah and the, and the game that I used to play on now it's called Banjo-Kazooie yes that was good you know game. it classic yeah, yeah I, man I literally love love that game um, I just I could still play it today um, yeah and literally sit there and just complete it 100%. And um, yeah, it's, it's just stuck with me. But 
in terms of like i think proper game changing console i was just like wow like gaming is going to be different it's probably going to be ps3 yeah because that brought in like the online you could put your usb in and do whatever mm-hmm. uh backwards compatibility so you got your ps2 True. there as well yes um and i remember buying that one from chris actually because chris had to send it back because it was broken for some reason and then he was like selling it so i was like yeah i'll buy it off you is this, um, is and i've K- still got is this our k-risk k-risk yeah. all right cool, 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 oh cool. damn yeah but did you fix and, whatever uh, was broken with it as well yeah it they he sent it away and it came back and it was fixed because uh, the weird thing is they sent it back because you know how it was the 60 gigabyte model that was the um the backwards compatible one yeah. and then they they took it out after that and they sent it back in like a 40 gigabyte box but it was yeah. still a 60 gigabyte version it's kind of weird but um yeah uh from there playing games like the uncharted series yeah uh, i played fallout 3 on there um yeah the, the the kind of games that came out and and having your having the playstation network ready to play games like ninja storm and stuff like that yeah, yeah. i think it i think it just like yeah that was kind of like the game changer for me burnout paradise oh, what an amazing game, game. <laughs> yeah i um, well <laughs> when burnout paradise came out i think it came out uh, it was like a demo for it that came out on playstation 3 yeah yeah, yeah. And I think it was one of the first demos that came out. Yeah, like part a little of the console. Part of yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think my dad, when we first got our PS3, mostly my dad downloaded all the demos that he could. He mm. played um, Burnout Paradise. He played it for about half an hour, 45 minutes, and decided there and then this game is fucking amazing and he's going to buy it. He bought it. I fell in love with it. I platinumed it on my, on my account. Wow. I platinumed them. My uncle found out that. My uncle had it, and he realized, oh my god, if you got a platinum for it, can you get me the platinum? So I platinumed <laughs> it again for my uncle, and I think I platinumed it again on another account somewhere. But that I game think... was fucking amazing. Yeah, that demo got rinsed. Dude, yeah, I, I think I could still drive around that entire map and know where everything is. I've, I've sunk so many hours into that game. Yeah. Incredible. I can, I can second that a brick, because he... It, I played the demo, fell in love with it, but for whatever reason, never bought the game in the end. And I think, Rick, you remember you introduced, reintroduced it to me in our 20s. And yeah. you was my burnout paradise guru. And this guy taught me to drift. This guy taught me to do <laughs> fucking donuts. Like, I honestly yeah. got, guy, I got a seat. Seat, like. <laughs> Fully he t- was, took him to like a whole drift track and everything. <laughs> mate, he made me a sick fucking driver and drifter in that game. And you, he, I remember him still being like, take a left here. Oh, there's a secret shortcut here. Oh, there's a ramp up here. Oh, go through that sign. <laughs> All right, cool. And I'm like, you still know all of this shit, and this is yeah, such man. an old game. I was like, yep. And when you get those shortcuts as well, yeah, the slow mo camera jumps and everything. Mm-hmm. Some games just stick with you, and I think that's definitely yes. one of those games that just stick. They leave a mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a game. Yeah, and uh, something else you said as well, uh, demos, because yeah, the way they could just upload a demo. And you could just play a game like you don't have to go get a disc or that's actually something true. from a magazine. It was it was just different. But then, times, like man. on 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 the the downside of that, that also meant like you know when games are released, they could release games that weren't actually finished, and then you get day one updates and patches, and 
that's when all that stuff started. It wasn't like back in the day was you you buy a disc. And like that's the game. That was more like I think that came in like PS4. Yeah, I want to say I remember a lot in PS3 as well, like certain yeah, games oh. being updating and like little patches for things. And because remember, you used to go into a game and you could read like the update notes or whatever it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, it would be like go to this website to read the patch notes or whatever. But every now and again, you get a game that would tell you what it's what's been fixed and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I mean, yin and yang, right? Like there's good sides and bad yeah. sides to it. Yeah. I, I definitely felt that towards the end of PS3 to PS4 and I was like, this internet connection, PlayStation Network, I could start to see the, the limitations. I'm like, if you've got if you've got one hand in my console as a network, yeah, there's a lot of goodies that I can get from it, but there's a lot that you can take and change it on a whim. But like you said, PS2 was finite. You bought the console, yeah. that was it. You played that game, that was it. You mm-hmm. know, there was content, that was it. There was no really heavily DLC. There was no patches or updates needed. At best, I mean, or should I say at worst, you would get a game recalled, and I don't think it really ever happened to us, and you might get something uh-huh. back. But, I don't remember um, any games getting recalled. I don't remember that either. But I, I don't I rem- remember that until PS4. Yeah. Oh, but games got, got what games got recalled on PS4? Uh, I want to say No Man's Sky. I don't think they could really recall them. They could just stop stop them from being sold. Um, but anyway, people would have been returning them anyway. I know it happened with Cyberpunk, but they didn't officially recall it though, right? They just stopped selling it everywhere like it got taken off the ps store physical copies weren't being made anymore. yeah you could only ever yeah. get it from like a, a used copy somewhere else but that was it until mm-hmm. they fixed the game i don't remember yeah, that happening with anything else uh, that's crazy hmm. no there's definitely games that got recalled i'm looking at a list now but what kind it's of more of a it's, it's the list is more of a mix of consoles and pc so like for example, it says Batman Arkham Knight was recalled on PC on 2015. Right. Yeah, PC. Cyberpunk 2077 all, all around in 2020. Um, Fantasia. Which is oh, Fantasia, Grand Theft, like, like The, the famous Disney one movie. was a Grand Theft Auto San Andreas because of the hot coffee uh, side, side quest. Really? <laughs> when you could have sex with the girl i see so getting huh. into that afterwards that was done via cheat codes and stuff like that that was yeah afterwards it was in the original mm-hmm. game and i remember mm-hmm. playing that i definitely achieved that fucking platinum but there we go <laughs> <laughs> san andreas was another game though that was fucking amazing oh mm. yeah the legend of um ocarina of time was uh recalled later on really? in his life not originally yes and i remember this in wow. the u.s because in the i think in the in the gerudo temple link says the n-word doesn't it no <laughs> no <laughs> jesus oh he my just god walks, just walks up to them oh hey my every single game with a link just rocks up what's up it's like oh no <laughs> Oh god! That's what he one time he talks, he's, he's the one time they hero. give him a voice, you're like, "Oh my god, please shut up!" <laughs> yeah, there's loads of reasons. A, a lot of these lists of recalled games is more to do with like political changes, or or songs, or symbols, or terms used in the game rather than an oh, issue. Yeah. Like Mario Party Eight, 
in the UK in 2007 was recalled because the use of the word spastic, which is highly offensive in the UK. Wow. wow. And it's not offensive anywhere else. <laughs> Nowhere else. <laughs> okay. Jesus. That's interesting. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, recalls, recalls do happen, lads. It's a thing. Huh. There you go. There you go. But yeah, PS3. PS3 was. I'm going to defend it. It's a great console. I mean, it, it was definitely yeah. up there. I think, like, at the time, everyone had a PS2. A majority of people had a PS2. It was like um, there was no console wars or anything at the time. Mm-hmm. But late towards <clears throat> PS2 was when Xbox released their first console, the fat, chunky black one with the green circle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that did not appeal to me at all. But... It was. It was huge, but it was actually a great console. There was so many good games on there. But yeah. up until that point when that got released, I think it was just before PS3 came out. And not a lot of people jumped on Xbox at the time. But then they slowly started releasing games like Halo and then um, Gears of War and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when it started to gain a lot more traction. And then PS3 came out and then that was when the whole console wars thing started. Mm-hmm. But PS3 for sure was definitely like having all the movies you just stored on the console, like your, yeah. your music, your pictures, all that kind of stuff. That was a, a big game changer as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I was think literally like in one. By the end of its lifespan, PS3 was probably one of the best balanced consoles out there. You could plug any USB in there, you could upload almost anything on there. And I remember even not having the internet at one point and downloading videos from youtube or stuff from the laptop and putting it on there i've got album i've still to this day got albums and movies and games yeah. all downloaded on there yeah. i would argue in my personal experience i'd say ps3 at its peak with accessibility is still the best console so the last best console that ps has made i don't think ps4 has reached not not gaming catalog just accessibility as a media center i don't think the ps4 to me has been any better uh, and i don't believe the ps5 will be anytime soon i mean it, it i think having a ps5 is great because of one thing and one thing only the loading speeds are fucking ridiculously quick it, it that's the best thing about it otherwise like it's it's huge it's expensive there's not a great deal of games like exclusive for ps5 at the moment mm-hmm. it it's not amazing i think i honestly i would still as a console, I prefer the PS3 over the PS5, 100%, yeah. without yeah. without a doubt, which is a crazy thing to say, but I think a lot of people would probably agree in saying the same thing. Like, There's not a great deal about PS5 that's amazing, aside from the loading speeds and all that kind of stuff. Okay. But otherwise, it's, it's a powerful console, but it's not worth it, to be honest. And you know, do you know what's crazy? The PS5 is currently... About halfway through its life cycle. Yep. What? Yeah, PlayStation, no. PlayStation released a, a statement not too long ago, and there was like a PlayStation is in like the latter stages of its lifespan. So, I think apparently when they said that, like their stocks went to shit. Yeah. Wait, 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 hold on. Does does this mean that? Halfway through its lifespan, as in as a company, they're coming to an end, or PS6 is going to come PS6. in another. I know, man. I've barely bought, I've not even got PS5 yet. I've still got like the only games I want to play is Spider Man and God of War 2 on there. That's it. But I'm That's like, it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's literally like 
Spider-Man, yeah, God of War machine, it would be. There's maybe the the New Horizon Zero Dawn. I think that might so be on PC as well. Maybe, yeah. I mean, they, otherwise, that's the thing. Though. That's the thing. Like all these games will probably eventually come to PC at some point, or there will be some kind of mods or something you can like just get these games on PC for. Because PC can kind of, there is no real limitation to it, really. Is it? You can kind of just do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. It's also it's also weird, like Sam was saying about the recalls before, like happening on PC, because the games are developed on the PC in the first place yes. to be put into yeah. console, but they end up being more stable on console. And then when they want to make a PC version, it's got all these glitches and bugs, which yeah. is kind of strange. Yeah, yeah I, I've heard people make that same case before of how was it created on this platform, converted over, yet it cannot run as smoothly on the original platform when it it should be. I think yeah. I don't know if it's because every PCs you can buy varying strengths, you know, hardware, CPUs, and all that jazz. But obviously, if you buy a PS5, apart from the maybe the memory change, you're going to get the same power in different styles of boxes. It's always going to run the same, but. Sometimes yeah, they are just fundamentally broken for some reason. Well, yes, something, that, yeah. something that just works on PS5 just doesn't work on PC and they have to patch it. It's, yeah, it's very it's strange. That's kind of bullshit. It's very weird. So, um, my next question to you guys uh, is going to be, what is your what is your favourite game? I mean, there might be a few. Uh, so feel free to make a, a little list. But what would you say is your hands down favorite game you've played? Tuffy, huh? That's a big question. What, are we gonna just give you one or like a top three, top five? What we say? You could give me a top three. You can think out loud. No, I'm just <sighs> interested because like oh, man. I still think back to Banjo Kazooie myself as like yeah. That game just gives me a feeling like it's beyond nostalgia because I have it and I can play it. Um, there's also a game called Gotcha Force. If guys have heard of that, it's on uh, the game. You got like it's almost it's almost very Pokemon like because you get these little tiny robots and you have like an arena and you can you can fight them against each other and you can build like a little team of robots. And there's different different types. You got like ninjas. You got girls. You got gunners. You got knights. That sounds so familiar. Definitely, like you can you check out like a, a trailer. Or trailer. Gotcha for some gameplay. Yeah, it's it's like a it's it's very anime as well. Like it's got it's got its own little story. It's a very wholesome story. Um, all told, like you with like these little JPEG images. Uh, and yeah, it's a very it's a very fun little game, and it's 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 very um like to get a copy of it at the moment is quite it's quite um expensive. This does look very familiar. I feel like I remember like these blocky ships and everything moving around. Mm-hmm. I remember hmm. the uh, the art cover, and yeah, the blockiness of some of the characters look familiar, but this is something I never played. I played that game so much and i even i even found a way to get my data off my gamecube memory card and onto my pc so i have it damn uh, son yeah and i could play job. it on emulator so, that's actually sick 
Oh, Fraser, you really are did a you, PC gamer. Did you ever have um, a Dreamcast? I never had a Dreamcast. No, I never got to experience that. Sega went down the drain before I could get hand, my hands on that. Oh, there were a, a good few games on Dreamcast, but one of them mm. was um, Power Stone. Yes, I've heard about that. Dude, I think that was probably one of the, the my favorite fighting games. It was just mm-hmm. so wacky, like this. Like it was so far ahead of its time in mm-hmm. what games could do, and like it was like you have to be aware of the environment and the stages all equally change and like they will morph into different things and there's little environment things you got to be aware of and it's almost like if um if that's, smash that's brothers, the one yeah, yeah kind if, of if, if smash brothers could be on a 3d arena yeah that's the way it would yeah. go yeah i've seen stuff about it and i need to play it um oh, wow yeah, so if, if, if you can't get it on like an emulator or something then give it a try because that was a great game Even that was so so good even I can tell that this is ahead of its time. Yeah, dude, it was so good. You can just so tell good. from the environment. It was so good, man. That, me and my brother used to sesh console. that game. Yeah, I mean, that was, a, that was a great fighting game. But I think what tops that even more is Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Oh, yeah. That is still, I reckon, my favorite fighting game to this day. Nothing. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you on that. Nothing yeah, when, comes close. When they try to make the what 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 genre game? What what genre of fighting would you say it is like team? Uh, tag team beat uh, tag team. I, kind d- of I don't know. Yeah. But whenever they try to make those kind of games after that, I mean, I know there's a lot of people who are still into Marvel vs. Capcom three. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not. It's just not the same. Is, uh, two, three two. is three is shit. Like the graphics are like all misplaced. <laughs> like, a big scene. I, I think mechanically, you know? I mean, I know there is, but I think mechanically, it's a lot more solid than oh, two yeah. was because two was fucking broken. It was stupidly <laughs> broken. Like once you could yeah. get into a certain pattern, that's it. They were done. Mm-hmm. So mechanically, I think three is a lot more stable and fair. But just as like, and for an amateur like player like the rest of us, just playing a fighting game. Nothing comes close to Marvel's Capcom 2. Yeah, absolutely. Do- doesn't even approach if, it. If I get my PS3 out of the box for anything, it's going to be to play MPC 2. I still have Marvel's Capcom 2 on my PS3, and I refuse to sell it purely because it has that game on there. I will not get rid of that console because absolutely. that game is god tier. Rikesh is going to be beating his children at it. And like when they're remember, remember the, um, the Venom special? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah, you don't get trauma, Rakesh. <laughs> He's already instantly stressed. Venom special. Yeah, mate, yeah, I was there, mate. I was there. I experienced it. All right. Leave the it alone. score would be like ten, like ten games to you, and like maybe one or two to me. Like he would, he would bring it round to my house and imply that we have to play. And I'm like, Rakesh, I don't want to. He's like, no, please. There's no one else to play. With. All right, cool. Batters me ten times. I might get one lucky win breaks my soul with the venom special and then they'll be like oh right let's how you been man i'm like you never do that you brought it to my house plugged it in my tv it's a special kind of torture i bring to the room a very special kind you know these characters you love (laughs) do you remember we um Rick, do you remember on my PS3, sometimes obviously we wouldn't have access to yours, it would be somewhere that yours PS3 wasn't, we'd only have the demo of um, yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom. We would have like yeah. six, six characters. Six characters that we could choose characters. from. Like, well, there we go. 
Yep. I think my main my main team is just in that. I think <laughs> it is a couple of characters. I think there's like one character of out of it. <laughs> I think the only thing that ended up breaking Rikesh's Venom special at one point, and it was, it was equally annoying, but it was nice to see was Charlie's Juggernaut Charlie's special. Three juggernauts, just yeah. three Juggernauts, and it was just assist. 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 I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't break out of it. I was. Like, I don't know what the fuck yeah. is going on, but I can't. Mate, break he went on to cycle. some. Charlie does this as a gamer, that he is quite susceptible or quite connected to a lot of games. Like he will connect to a lot of games. Usually, if he if he doesn't, it doesn't. But for the most part, so ninety percent of the time, he's quite average on every game. He connects, but sometimes he hits some winning streaks and he's like untouchable yeah like um immovable in in that in that particular moment man and like whoa mm-hmm. lock in yeah yeah Nara, the, the naruto days all four of us having little tournaments when it stays on charlie would just go around the room some i think it'll be each of us we'd each have days yeah. where we would just go around the room and like nope yeah. next 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 Next, yeah. we were just teared through everyone. I think we've never finished the Naruto days. I think we could still sit down and still hit the it's same level of competitiveness. Like, yeah. it's not even nostalgia. It's more like, this was yesterday, this is today. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> was, was it Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 we played, right? <laughs> 4. Um, yeah, we, did, we, did we ever play 2? I don't think so. I think we jumped in at 4, didn't we? I think, yeah, I think together. 4 was when we had everything. I, I think we played 2 on the PS3 demo, Rick, if you remember. That was my first introduction to it. But uh, number 4 was the most one we took the most seriously, I would say. Yeah, we had most fun, the most fun with number 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Did you list your... Did you list... Did, or did you mention your top favourite game then, Rick? Did you oh, sorry. Um, I, I think it's... I can't think of a favorite game of all time. Metal Gear instantly comes to mind because it's yeah. a, which it's which Metal one? Game. You have to pick one. Oh, oh shit! You have to pick one. That's the big question. And it's not allowed to be four. <laughs> it's not allowed to be four. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I was, I, it has to be snakier than it has to be snakier. Was that the one that used to speed run, Rick? No, four Guns of the Patriots was the one I used to speed run. I got so good at that game, could speed run the whole thing in under five hours. Damn. Yeah, boy. That yeah. was a yeah. Snakey, that's that's free, right? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And that's one, being two, remade. The, yeah, the, I can't remember what, they, what they're calling it. Delta, that's the one, yeah. I, I keep hearing they've changed a few things from like the actual original storyline to it. I mm-hmm. don't know how I feel about it, but I'll play mm-hmm. it when it comes out. It really does depend on it. Like, sometimes it can be quality of life, but sometimes it can be you've just fucked up the, the whole canon. I, yeah, like, I, I, I don't know if Konami are just trying to make as much money and rape... Yes, the Metal Gear franchise army. for everything that they can. And Can't just, really trust them. Mm, yeah, so I'll wait until it comes out and then I'll see what they do with it. But really? it looks fucking incredible. Yeah. Like I, the I few screenshots that they've itself. released. If you haven't seen them, I yeah, mm-hmm. go go check them out because they look incredible. That game's going to be powerful. Hasn't, hasn't Kojima said anything to you? 
he didn't send you a message or anything. <laughs> to um, you, you know. He did, but he he did ask that I not mention it on the podcast. It's like because you know he's a he's a big guy. He doesn't want to get controversial. So, out of Kojima-san's wishes, I will I will I will keep with that private. Well, so, I mean, let's be honest, Rick. You have, and this is realistic speaking. You have physically met him. I have physically met Hideo Kojima and Yoji Shinkawa. The smile on your face in that photo to this day is the happiest yeah. I've ever seen you look, mate. Bro, I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> the, the day I die, you know when you say like your life flashes before your eyes? Like a, a solid portion of, of that flashback is going to be me just staring at Kojima. <laughs> I'm telling Waited you. Waited in line as well. <laughs> <laughs> Waited in line for like 12 hours. It was worth it. Jesus, man. What a day. What about you, Fraze? What, what, what would you say is like one of your favorite games um if you can pick a favorite yeah like i i spent a lot of time playing fallout 3 mm-hmm. that that game big really boy sounds weird but like i don't think i could go back to it but that game was a was a great adventure for me um and it's cool as well because you literally start off pretty much being born and grown up um and then you escape the vault when you're old enough uh, and then you've got this massive world and you've got to go find your dad. But there's just side side quests in every single corner of the map and choices to be made and uh, companions to get and loot to find. It's yeah, it was it was a great yeah. time. It was a great time. Um, I think Fallout 3 was the one that I never actually got around to playing. But I remember you mentioning a fair few times that it, it was by far your favorite. Did you play other ones? I played... Um, I think it was four and seventy six. I think I played. I played some four. Yeah, I didn't get through it all day. And I don't think what I liked I four too much. Seventy six, mm. I could not stand. Mm. It, it that was. was not good. Is that one of the recalled ones? I think so. It was, <laughs> Might have been. Yeah, me and Lauren bought it on launch because we thought we would play it together, and it was mm-hmm. buggy as shit. And it was it was just a bad game. Mm-hmm. not worth it i think that after that they did mention that you know it's getting recalled and done up and i don't know what it's like i've not played it since still but... going apparently somehow yeah mm, don't i feel about that and then uh, <laughs> another one to mention which i would probably put up there is bloodborne oh the, PS, the ps4 exclusive hasn't been touched in what six years i don't know no sorry has it been like I think it's been like nine, ten years actually. What? So twenty since Bloodborne. Yeah, I think oh, it has. I, feel... I, I want to say twenty fourteen. I think we forget how many variations and sequels have come out since the OG. Twenty fifteen. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's uh, a. But this game has been just locked on the PS4, and. No word of a sequel, no word of a port, but it's still got this massive following, and you got people hacking their PS4s so they can mock it, mod the game, and just have a bloodborne machine basically. Um, um, and it's it's literally it does, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just it's definitely just one of those games, one of the greatest games of all time for sure. Yeah. No, yeah, there is a somehow, and it's, it's it's just so solid. Like it's not massive, but its lore, its mechanics, uh, its world, its enemies—they're just like the, the animation, the detail put into it is just—you can't fault it. 
yeah there is um it looks amazing I, I wasn't i didn't finish it by any means um i was nowhere near good enough to keep dodging all these fucking things but um from what i what i did play the environments and everything like the whole setting and the art to it and everything it's mm-hmm. i don't think another game has kind of come close to what it looked like but bloodborne is has a massive following you could get a remake at some point mate because from soft mm. you definitely could fingers and toes are crossed Oh, it's not the most painful, mate. But yeah, I can imagine. It's yeah, worth it. It's worth it. I'm crossing all the hairs. I'm crossing all the hairs on my body for you, mate. Like, oh please! Yeah. We're 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 short now. <laughs> There's no way it can't be done. Um, I made I, I made a list because I was like, as you guys are talking about, oh like, how, how do no no no? It's not it's not a long list, but I'm like, how do I like narrow this down? So I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. Like Ninja Storm 4, Tekken, like they're my favorite fighting games. I put Persona 5 Royale definitely would be on my list. 100 percent uh, I mentioned Prince of Persia was a big turning point for me. One of my big, big boy PS2 games. Uh God of War PS4. I haven't played number two yet, but I would imagine it's the same. Solid one God of War is like exactly how you describe Bloodborne, but for me, the one of the most mm-hmm. balanced games in terms of it's not too big, it's not too small. The enemies, the mechanics. Everything is just enough, and it's never a bad time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ocarina of Time, OG game, broke me into the world of gaming. That will always probably be number two on my list, but I will have to say my number one game forever will be The Last of Us. Oh, yes. Okay. 100%. It's, it's an amazing game, but personally, and I know there's people in our group that have played the game and they love it or watched the show and they've loved it, but for me, the, the first game was just personal as as on every level like it broke me and changed me as a gamer i got to experience it playing it next to rick and i replayed it over and over and over again fucking grounded that game there it chewed me up and spat me out but somehow i kept running Mm -hmm. back into it i have i have never seen anyone play a game the way cern used to play last of us he (sighs) would take it too seriously (laughs) Like, there would be calculations, there would be a notepad, they'd have a whiteboard, he'd have people <laughs> keeping track of things. He, it was meticulous, the way he mm-hmm. would play it, and the way he would move, the way he would wait for a certain person to, like, a little animation for a, a guard to be like, just look one way, and he would know, alright, this means that. He'd calculate the RNG in his head. But this I've is like was it crushing difficulty, or, or grounded difficulty? Grounded. 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 Yeah, yeah, that that was the closest I've ever gone to. Obviously, it wasn't a speed run, but a speed run looks for certain, like Rico said, like certain animations, hints, clues, triggers, and that you know what mechanic is coming. You know what's coming. And Grounded forced me to do that. Like, I knew by the end of it, like, how many steps to take in a certain area. And like Rico said, once you get into that mode, once you write that onto your hard drive of your brain, I can never unsee it. I knew what gun to use on what enemy, depending on what armor. I realized that if I shot them like below the knee, they'll drop down to the ground once. You know, if I shot them on the shoulder, they would maybe recoil and I could maybe get a, a shiv into them. Like all these mini calculations to play. And mm-hmm. I, I would get stuck on one level for three or four days easily. One room wow. for three or four days repetitively. I don't know what motivated me, but the love of that game, that will always be my favorite. That's the only game I've ever considered getting a tattoo of. That is love and dedication. That is. And I don't blame you. 
100 percent what journey i feel like i want to play metal gear all over again now thanks praise mm-hmm. well like metal gear which, one which one all of them all of them <laughs> all of them at the same watching time watching you play metal gear you know what we're like as gamers, and I think I think we're all very similar. And I think most gamers are like we don't backseat gaming is very we're not too uh, big on it. But when you watch someone play a, a good game the wrong way, it's so triggering. Yeah. <laughs> like when someone yes. be like, what? where is this? And they keep running into the wall. You're like, Fucking turn left, you piece of shit! Like you get so <laughs> so triggered. But watching someone play a game that you don't even know or understand, but you you know the mechanics, you know the stuff. But when they play a game well with pleasure i could sit there and watch you guys play a good game for three four hours without mm. anything I, i'm happy just to watch you guys play and watching rickish play metal gear was one of those games for me yeah i think me playing metal gear was the same way you played last of us like i knew where everything was i knew where to go i knew the t- checkpoints i knew what enemy was doing it, it, it just kind of hardwired into you you just, you just don't forget it but... all right i think this is a good spot for an outbreak Ad break. Ad break. Yeah. Ad break. After the break. How do you say that with water in your mouth? <laughs> 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 it was like drinking. Like, hey Gary, why the long face? Hey Barry, oh, I'm just so bored. I, I mean bored. I don't have any good games to play. Haven't you heard about that new arcade down the road? What new arcade? Awesome arcade! That's right, kids! Arcades are back! Ooh! Who said that? Awesome Arcade has any and every game over 3,000 square foot of floor space! Ah! We have Bleppin' 4! I'm gonna be Gina! Oh yeah? Well, I'm gonna choose a Freddy. You're going down. Fight! We have Jerryo Kart Trouble Dash. Oh wow! All the carts and characters are unlocked. That's crazy. I didn't think that was even possible. And over here we have Grime Crisis Power Wash Situation. This one's alright. Pretty satisfying, actually. Wait, what's the time? And where is the exit? It's not time to exit yet! We have 362,984 games to go! Wait, what? We need to get home at some point. Right, Barry? Must get high score. Must play all 13 games in the series! (sighs) I guess there are some fates worse than being trapped in an arcade forever. That's right! And 10 out of 10 parents agree! My son said he was going to the arcade for a while. That was five years ago. He doesn't call. He doesn't text. He's been so quiet around the house. It's been great. Thanks, Awesome Arcade. Exactly. So what are you waiting for? Come down to Awesome Arcade and game until you can't game no more. And then game some more. Awesome Arcade Limited accepts no liability for any lost joking or missed days at school. It is not recommended to take breaks between gaming sessions and anyone caught taking breaks will be vaporized. Awesome Arcade accepts it as a pocket dimension and should not be approached or entered. We are back. We're at an ad break. 10 wow. out of 10. 10 out of 10. Wow. We, we, no, I wouldn't though. say that was 10 out of 10. I would say that was like a 6 out of 10. 
Oh, good. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I don't have to bother. We need, that much. guys, guys, we need wow. to, wow. We, because we need to lower the bar. We can't oh, keep sorry, making 10 to adverts. Oh, Let's take oh, the Six out of 10. Six out of 10 ad break. Good stuff, guys. I will say, when I've got <laughs> less time to make an ad break, do try and make them simpler. <laughs> I don't know if you listened to the last one. <laughs> What was the last one? The dictionary one. Uh, dictionary one, yeah. Yeah, that ad was fucking like crazy. I'm not gonna. There were so many layers and so much happening at the same time. I was like, I you know what's happening. <laughs> I know, and I wrote the script, and I was like, whoa. But I must admit, the 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 the, the, the big dictionary game was one of my favorite episodes so far. I don't know why it was just simple but fun that the intro fucking killed me the intro uh just all of that eloquence and it was like welcome to the game boys and with me as always is big dick charlie and it just <laughs> broke me i was like fuck's sake fucking charlie <laughs> killed me killed Good it. stuff all right all right so before um, the break, we were talking about uh favorite games but what about game series what series of games has kept you around Ooh. Um, obviously, we know about Rick's Metal Gear Solid. Um, has ooh, kept me has around. Kept you for it. You know, you've played the first one, the, se- the sequel's coming out, and you're like, yep, got to get it because I've got I've to continue. I've got to know what happens next, or I want to keep up with this game. I like playing it. So, are, are these gaming series that are ongoing to this day, or can, can they have been completed? They, 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 can, they could have been completed, yeah. Ooh. So the thing is, I have played games that I've loved, but like, like I played the Assassin's Creed bit for a bit, but then I stopped because it got in the direction mm-hmm. it, it wasn't really me. Like Far Cry, I loved, but I only played like one or two. So it's like I have played games within Dabbled. series, but yeah, I think um, I would say Batman, the Arkham Knight, Arkham yes. City, all all of that, those those, those ones definitely. Do you remember? Persia. Was it seven, eleven percent, seven percent? Oh, the trauma. <laughs> Mate, that was playing Arkham Knight with the three of us was one of the best experiences ever because I would, I had my own profile, then we had a group profile. I would play like all my side missions and maybe one main mission ahead, and then I would stop. Discipline. I would stop playing the game until both of you came round. Then we would catch up to that point. And by the end of it, we had like, I would do the tank missions. I think one of you do the racing missions. And one of you do the stealth missions? Like, we, we all had, like, a speciality in our playthrough together. Sounds something like we do, yeah. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. <laughs> I remember that first time when um, when Joker shows up. Like That's uh, what I was thinking. And I think that was, that was just, just after, I think, a driving section, or maybe just before that. It was... I think it's just before that, and then you've, yeah. you've got to drive out of Ace Chemicals and escape. Mate, that was to this day. That was terrifying. I think did none of us know that was gonna. I think I knew. I think I knew. I I knew that was gonna happen. Right? You didn't know. Rick, did me and you do it the night before? I didn't know it was gonna happen. You didn't know either. So it was just me that done it. I think you knew. Yeah. But I remember the three of us sitting there playing, and I'll never forget it because it was more intense. Is 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 enough of a plot twist in a game to be like oh my god like he's in your head or is he alive and how and we all huddled and obviously the music swelled up and ace chemicals is exploding but my soundbar was broken at the time so when the cable come loose just a little bit like any jack in in, in a speaker it would obviously create a 
get that feedback off of it. it. Yeah, it would give a feedback. Oh, so really? The Joker showed up. I knew what was happening, and all of a sudden, there's you know all of that stuff is happening in game, and then on the outside of that, my speaker's going. Oh, it just added. It's like the Joker yeah. came and pulled the cable out of my fucking speakers, and everything just went crazy, and all three of us yeah, huddled together terrifying. like. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrifying. That was amazing. We fucking completed yeah. that game. Who can ever say they've had a three-person, a three-man completion of a storyline game? Man, fucking awesome. Yeah. Three people completed cool. a single-player game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Took that's what it took. <laughs> but um. Yes, yeah, so I would say two solid as well. Arkham, Prince of Persia. I would say the most ongoing franchise I probably stuck with is still Zelda to this day. Oh yeah. yeah. I have bought consoles just to play that game and then that's, sold the console. That's a good point. Yeah, I think yeah. Zelda is the only game I've actually bought a Nintendo for purely for the reason to play yeah. Zelda. Yeah. Once I've once I've finished Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, like my Switch just sits on the side. It doesn't get any attention, doesn't get any love. It just sits there waiting for the next Zelda well, game to come out. There is, I mean, there's rumors and rumbles that, you know, the Switch, next Switch is coming out, which I'm looking forward to. But there is um, my next game that I already know that I want to play on the Switch at least is there is a new Prince of Persia platform game. Uh, perfect this, yeah. perfect for the Switch. Yeah, it looks really good. I've seen some reviews and some gameplay. And I'm like, for the Switch, this is absolutely fine. So I kind of know yeah. that's where I'm going to go next as the. You know, little jump for myself. Fair. Um, for me, I think if we're talking about games that I've started from the first and have kept up with, Devil May Cry. I've played the first, yeah. the second, the third, the fourth, the weird DMC reboot that they should not have attempted. I've played five. I've, pl I've played all of them. Like I love those games, like those hack and slash kind of combo sort of games. I love those sort of Smoking things. Stylish. Yeah, I love that whole thing. Like Dante is a bit of a. I feel like Dante as a character, he's kind of outdated now. He's it's mm. bit like times have changed since Dante was first around, and like oh my god, these that like, this cool ass devil slaying white haired character who just does awesome shit and mm -hmm. um, i feel like it wouldn't really play as well as it used to back in the day but devil may cry is one that i still look forward to like when we have like when playstation announced they've got like a the new showcase that they're doing i'm low-key always hoping that they're gonna announce a new devil may cry game but mm -hmm. um I think they're if it's frequent nowadays, are they? Yeah, I think it's just one of those games that's kind of hard to pull off as time goes on. Because five was a bit rough; it wasn't amazing. Um, mm -hmm. Like story wise, I think the best story that they've had in any of the games has been four with Nero. So. Yeah, with Nero, I think that was like the best story wise. Cool story, actually, yeah. Yeah, Nero was a great fucking character. But um, in terms of gameplay, I think 5 might have been the most fluid in terms of mechanics and fighting and everything. Mm -hmm. So, three's it's kind of... Well, 3 is really fucking good as well, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like ups and downs. But um, I think one other franchise that I have I've come to love and will probably buy every single game of theirs that released since will be Persona. Yeah, boy. Oh. Bro, like Persona Five, 
when it when Persona Five first came out, it was just like a it came out kind of near my birthday a few years ago, and my brother randomly was like, "Okay, it's your birthday. I don't know what to get you. I'm just gonna get you a game. Pick a game. I'll buy it for you." I was like, "All right, cool." I had a look, and I saw Persona Five randomly. I was like, "Eh, yeah, JRPG looks kind of cool. Fuck it, give me that." Random purchase turned into one of the best JRPGs I've ever yeah. played in my life. That was just Fated. everything was just impeccable. Then they released Royale. I bought Royale, oh. and they released a bunch of spin-off games like the <laughs> Strikers. Strikers. Yeah, I mean it wasn't great. You could definitely tell they were spin-off games, but I still bought okay. them. Um, they re remastered air quotes for our listeners. Um, Persona Four Golden. I played that. It wasn't amazing, but it was still very kind of. PS2 era graphics, just a little bit updated. So okay, um, so like the remaster itself wasn't breathtaking, but the game itself is still solid. I mean, the game itself, if they had like redone it with the way that they've done Persona 3 Reload, if mm-hmm. they was to redo four in the same like up to date graphics and everything, it could be amazing. But at the moment, I'm playing oh. three, and <clears throat> three re or Persona 3 Reload. I don't know what the original was like, but Persona 3 Reload is fucking amazing. Okay, fucking amazing good. like the soundtrack games i gotta get onto yeah dude yeah you would love them phrase 100 percent. honestly you would like for the soundtrack alone you would yeah. lose your fucking mind this it's <laughs> so good it's 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 unnecessarily good it's just background music <laughs> there is no reason for the music to be as good as it is you didn't have yeah. to go that hard Oh mate, honestly, Rick, Rick has just sent me sound like voice notes and recordings of just Every music, time. and you'll be like, Every "Guess time. where from?" And I'm like, "Persona." This has to be Persona. You can tell there's a level it's of quality. All you me. There's like a mood saying. It's like it's like if someone sends you a lo-fi beat, you don't have to know who it is or what it is. You just know the vibe. You're like this must be a lo-fi studying beat or something. And it's exactly the same with Persona. Since anyone can send it to you, and you're like, "This is the level it is, man." Oh was- yeah. Man, After we're done, I'll se- I'll send the intro to Persona Three in the group chat. Just give the intro a listen. You'll be like, "This is fucking ridiculous." The it menu does not need to be this good. music, the menu music, and the menu graphics alone is more entertaining than some fucking games I've played. Bro, I'm telling you, this Crazy. game. I will buy every single Persona game going forward. That's yeah. Uh, I don't blame you. What about you, Fraser? What franchises? I feel Ooh. like I already know what answer yours is going to be, but well, I'm sure this is like. This this is kind of on our list for everyone. Like we might not have kept up with all of them, but we might follow them to a point. But like Pokemon, yeah, yeah, on. yeah, um, probably dropped off. Maybe like I played Black and White after Diamond and Pearl, but after that I was just kind of like meh. Yeah. Um, back in the PS2 days, I I did used to get a lot of Dragon Ball Z games. Like I would. They were I'd probably sick, actually man. literally keep up with keep up with with those. I remember some of like the like older games and stuff. I remember some of the old Dragon Ball Z games? They were kind of cool, but I didn't play like any of the more recent ones, like the open world kind of things, like Kakarot. No, no, yeah, that one wasn't for me. Like there was the the Tenkaichi series on the yeah. uh, on the PS2. Those were like really good, just solid fighters i think and and they literally like from there was three of them and from one to three they always like up the standards and made it better and three is is still like probably the gold standard 
Nice. Um, and then they had Xenoverse, which I think started on the PS3 and is also on PS4 so. now. They're on, they're on Xenoverse 2. And <laughs> they've been supporting that game for like fucking years man probably seven eight years like they need to make a sequel but they're just they just keep pumping out content um and then dragon ball fighters came out which is more marvel versus capcom um okay which is pretty cool i haven't played too much of it but yeah i've been about for dragon ball z games um super smash bros yeah i was i was just thinking of smash brothers Yeah. yeah since um since melee really on the gamecube what again? Uh, always always had to get the next one um i've had like and like tons of people around my house just so we could play smash bros and like when super smash bros i think brawl came out no. like obviously you could you could only really have four people in a match back then but they had rotation so you could have as many people in as you want i think but it would rotate the people out and it was kind of cool, like to be able to take a breather, or if you're winning, you stay in and you get to fight new people. It was yeah. quite a cool mechanic that they didn't really return with. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Smash Bros is is just solid as a party fighter. They want to call it um, the Uncharted series I mentioned before. Ooh, good, good shot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that yes. was a that was one of the PS3 game changers. For me, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uncharted, Uncharted One was just solid, and then Uncharted Two came in with the uh, with the multiplayer as well. Um, yeah, the multiplayer is so fun, especially when you're playing with a team of people. It's it's, it's so fun, um, and then they just kept they kept building on it. But Uncharted Two, I think, is still peak for me. Uncharted Two multi multiplayer. Oh, multiplayer. Yeah, story as well. Like it's it's oh. top of my list. I think I mentioned before, but the multiplayer as well was pretty solid. Um, was it like different game modes on the multiplayer? Was it like like capture the flag? Was it just like all just team deathmatch kind of stuff? Because I know like on, with Naughty Dog they kind of have like specific categories for their multiplayer stuff. It's not just like run and kill your other team and that's it. I and I think they might have had at least a, a capture flag, but I'm not sure if I'm thinking of like three or four where they've still got the old maps in. I think yeah. they, they definitely added more game modes, but I feel like Uncharted 2 was mainly deathmatch. Fair. And maybe different types of deathmatch as well. But yeah, it was still fun to keep playing. Um, the Souls series of games. No. Like, I haven't kept up with from the beginning, but like since Bloodborne, I played Dark Souls 3. Um, played Elden Ring, uh, and I'm just there for anything else they have to put out because I just love those kinds of games. Have you seen the new Elden Ring DLC? Yes, Trailer. blew my mind. That looks fucking insane. Mm-hmm. That does look like it's worth a buy. I think that comes out pretty close to our birthdays. I think it does 21st of June. 21st, yes. 21st. In between, yeah. Figure out what I'm doing you that summer babies. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thank you. Yeah, you also, um, you also obviously play a franchise phrase that you beautifully hosted and kind of guided us through. Yes, there's a whole podcast, three hour podcast 
on the Kingdom Hearts series. Made One of the best fucking explanations, illustrations, and guide to a, a gaming world that make big a and lot more sense. Yeah, mate. Honest yeah, to I God, so. if if anyone wants to ever just not be entertained but fucking educated about Kingdom Hearts, go listen to that episode. Don't worry about <laughs> other people's YouTube explanation. Go listen to Fraser explain this, and you will know more, and you will have fun. And it's just the first three as well, because there is at yeah. least. 13, 13 games in total, so 10 more to talk about. I don't think we've got that many hours, Brace. <laughs> <laughs> if we if we definitely did touch on those, and there is a there, there is like a goal for that. So if you guys play through Kingdom Hearts 1, then I will dive into it a bit more. But I would I won't spend as long on those ones as I did with the with the main ones but yeah i was about for for all of those games as well um because the collection came out on ps3 there's a there was a collection um and then obviously they kept releasing collections haven't they and uh and new games um but yeah loved kingdom Hearts series um i like the the convoluted stories (laughs) i'm there for convoluted stories um we know yeah um and yeah, we, we mentioned Ninja Storm as well, like playing through those yeah. games from the first one and seeing Naruto in 3D and yeah. CyberConnect. They, is it CyberConnect? Yeah, CyberConnect. Yeah, CyberConnect, Bandai Namco, yeah. Yeah, they've they done really well in um, really visualizing everything in 3D. Yeah, yeah, they have. I mean, like, a lot of the mechanics are still the same from like the very first game, but mm-hmm. jumping across to four, you can see just how far along they've come with everything, like mm-hmm. the variations, the, the characters, to the move sets, to just general mechanics of how everything feels and plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's also another great game. Just like a little party yeah. game, chuck on with your mates, just have a, a bunch of fucking fun. Yeah, as as like standalone game for like story and stuff. I'd say I enjoyed two the most. Which one was two? Was it the more like open world with the story? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I think that was like one I remember. Set yeah. zones kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I remember that one. No, I think that was. I, I preferred having it like that, like an open mm-hmm. world kind of explore sort of thing. Not more open world, but just sort of unlocked kind of free roaming little things areas. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. I kind of missed that in four. Four was just battle after battle right like on like a timeline it was just follow the story and i guess it kind of makes sense for where they were in the story yeah but but two two did it really well and i remember borrowing three from you i think three did it quite well yeah but two just stuck with me they were good games man they were good games yeah Woo! we've had a good um i think in our in our time in in our time playing games i think we've 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 been blessed a little bit we have uh, <laughs> we've been around so great we are uh, in terms of media we've been we've been in quite a good generation where like music's become way more accessible games were being established we've got, gone through something like the 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 birth of the mcu like we, we've kind of had in our media world we've kind of had a lot of good stuff and we've, yeah, had, we've had we've had our fair share right We've enjoyed the sweet spot before things got too saturated. Before it became a way of life, it was more of a a novelty, more of a 
a, you know, it was a DLC to life rather than just this is life sort yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I actually, sorry, for, I, I don't know how many more questions you've got, Fred, but I've got uh, a couple of questions that I kind of jotted down yeah. out of curiosity. Sure. So I'm just wondering, it's because Rick has mentioned something like this in his past. As kids, obviously, we tried to play a lot of games that we either didn't get or that were too big for us, too complicated. Or sometimes it's a game that you loved and you get to a certain point and you are just stuck. You can't figure it out. Either the people, you know, you've got no friends that know it or no family that can help you, whatever. Have you ever had games that you've been stuck on or even like Rikish's, you know, first level of Metal Gear and then only years later when you grew a bit more capable that you came back to and eventually finished that game or finished that level? I will say that, like, my mum used to say back when I played Sonic the Hedgehog, like, the, the, the music of the first level used to do it. In the yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all you would hear, <laughs> the Green Hill Zone theme. Because <laughs> yeah. it's the best oh, level, it. and all the levels after that were hard. <laughs> my mum my still this day says the same thing about Ocarina. She goes, hearing that in the background, she goes, you said, fucking drive me crazy. And then... Tanya, what a tune! Tanya mentioned that she bought me Breath of the Wild, and my mom still must be fucking traumatized. She's like, "What? Another Zelda game?" She goes, "Tanya gonna fucking hate you." Like she's still like, "It's uh, that game." I still hate the song to that game, and I'm like, "I didn't oh realize." Well, she's like, "I never said anything to you. I didn't want to ruin your fun, but that game in the background constantly." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, mom." Yeah. Bless her. Do you know what? I didn't complete Majora's Mask until quite late. Until after, like, uh, it's been out for a, a that number is of a, years. That's a confusing game. Mm. That's a confusing game. And that was, I probably complete that when it was on the Wii or something like that. Um, in terms of getting stuck, I think in being stuck. I remember playing Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. And I think it was somewhere near like the last 5% of the game. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like this very long... The rooms. The rooms, and you go up at each level. You go into a no, room... No, 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 that, that no. I, I eventually figured out. Because it was okay, like a, cool, cool, a, cool. A, a sound drop you had to listen to. Yes, or something. Yeah, it was a droplet, yeah. But... Um, <clears throat> at some point like you had to climb up this massive chimney looking thing and you got to the very top and you could kind of like see the city in the background and i don't know what it was but you had to like go from being inside of this chimney or whatever it was to being on the outside and you had to jump over to something else but no matter what i tried i could never get to the next bit mm-hmm. so i was always stuck in like the top of this whatever it was this chimney looking thing and I didn't any any direction I jumped in, I would just fall to my death every single time. So I mm. never managed to finish Sands of Time because I was always stuck on that bit, and I was like, uh, "Fuck it," and I left it. So I, I never. Sounds actually what the finished. hell are you supposed to do? Yeah, I just got like I, I don't know what I'm doing. So I, I, I left think you just start was. doing random shit because <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. I think that's the worst type of stuck, especially back in the day where it wasn't the checkpoints. Well, either the checkpoints didn't exist or they just weren't as forgiving. You had to reload the game. Right. If you're stuck in a room or a point, you will push it a little bit further until you get frustrated, turn it off, and then try the next step. But if it's one of those ones where you try one thing 
You fall to your death. Game over. Reload. Reclimb the tower. Like that yeah. is much more tiring when you get stuck. Yeah. yeah I don't know what mm-hmm. happened with that, but that was that was me getting stuck. Well, I mean, game. you mentioned Metal Gear and getting to the to the to the lift or the elevator. I mean, that wasn't stuck. You just weren't old enough to understand. Yeah, like more. I think when first playing Metal Gear, we're talking like primary school age, whatever that is, like six, seven, eight years old, whatever you are. So I didn't realize that it was like more to it than that. But obviously, years later, when I eventually came back to it and played it all over again, I realized there is a whole fucking game past that elevator. Yeah. Was when I kind of realized, like, holy shit, this is a big game. It's a great game, and Hideo Kojima is just a fucking god. And I was gonna say the, the worship began. <laughs> yeah, I, I so would that, say it what. was. I would say it was kind of similar for me with Prince of Persia as well. I mean, I I remember in PS2 days, there was a game that I got stuck on, but this wasn't one I went back to. And it was for one simple reason. And I got stuck in the tutorial. You know, when like games were a bit, not even like show you on the screen, like they were like, you're in a white room and there's white blocks or something like really basic tutorials. And it was just like, pardon? Did you get stuck in the tutorial? I got stuck at the tutorial for one simple reason, right? <laughs> because I got to a point where obviously be like, press X is jump, press square is punch, whatever. And it was like, get to this point, press L3. And I could uh, not, for the life of me, understand oh, what the hell no. L3 or R3 was. Mate, I pressed DualShock every... Shock 2. Maybe? It was a DualShock, <laughs> obviously, by that point. But I never, ever, ever, ever heard of an L3. I'm like, this is bullshit. <clears throat> I can see L1, I can see L2 and R1 and L. What the hell is L3? Oh, that, and to this day, I will never... Fi- I will still remember the room. I can't remember the game, but I still remember, like... I took the game out. I was like, I can't... I can't... I can't finish this. Never went back to it. Left it alone. And then I learned L3 years later. Years later. Like, PS3, I learned it. <laughs> but PS3, I remember getting stuck on the second Prince of Persia, The Warrior Within. I remember because I think there's a combination of two things. One... I didn't understand what overwriting data was on saving. Mm-hmm. I thought it meant you deleted. So I kept resaving a new save file. Back in the day, it wasn't like three game, three saves max. You could save up to 20. So that alone, messed my. I messed myself up. I didn't know where I was because the save files were all confusing. <laughs> but there was a point in the game where you had to jump from the past and the future. It was one of those games where you would traverse the whole game and then you would have to backtrack on yourself. So it'd be like, right, to get past this bridge, you have to go into the past because the bridge is built there. All right, cool. Right, now you've got to go into the present because uh, in the past, there's a door. You go into the present and then that door is not there. For example, I'm I'm kind of Mm -hmm. paraphrasing. So it was a lot of time travel and jumping of past and present. May, it was so confusing. <laughs> I got so overwhelmed. I had to leave the game. I had to leave it. The third game came out years later. I finished the third game. And then I was old enough to say, let me go back. And I restarted the second game and then finally understood what the hell happened. Do you know why? Lo- you, you've doubled your confusion because you've got the time traveling game. But then you've also got the time travel in your individual save files. Yes. <laughs> so like, what yes. The- <laughs> <laughs> Just double fuck yourself over. <laughs> Mate, I was I was baffled. I was baffled. It was one of the first times I had to conscious because it's it's there's one thing to have an open world game and you can go to a certain point and it unlocks a narrative. It's another thing where you're traveling backwards and forwards and you're backtracking. 
it's not move forward, yeah. the game moves forward. Yeah. You have to go back. Mate, I, yeah, that, that was one of those games that I had to go back to maybe five, six years later that I could I could do. Because the, the third yeah. game came out and I finished it and then I went back to the second game in the franchise. And then I replayed them all anyway because I loved it. They are good games. They are good games. I remember like back in the day, if you, if you got to a water level, for me, that was just like, oh, God, I hate this level. Right. Well, that <laughs> is the that's the Sonic trauma. That's Sonic trauma. A little bit of it's a bit of Sonic trauma. Um, it's in Banjo Kazooie as well. Like the oh. third level, third <laughs> level in is a water level, and I just bypassed it. You can you can bypass it right up until the very end, which is when you don't have enough collectibles to actually finish the game. Oh. So you do have to go and play that level. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was that was one hurdle, I guess. Um, damn, I did have another sort of. Oh yeah, of course, because I used to bring Kingdom Hearts to your house, and I was like, "Do you mind if I just keep fighting this boss? Because <laughs> I need to do it. I want to roll." <laughs> I love it. Another friend that came round with a whole console and was like, "Hey, I know we're here to talk. Can I just plug in and play?" And I was like, "Again, <laughs> by all means, go for it." And we'll just watch Fraser do this thing and be like, "What is he doing? Why is he doing it? How is he doing it?" Just baffled. Again, baffled. Yeah, just Fraser questions was after questions watching Fraser play that game. For, That's for, the for thing. Those, that was... For those listening that know, it's, it was lingering will. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fuck you, lingering will. But that was the problem, was Fraser would be suffering and stuck. But none of us could help him. And he could talk to... He would be like, yeah, oh, the, the guy's doing this, this, and this. It's because he's in this particular world and he's triggered this event. And we would have no idea what the fuck is. So this man would come and just suffer alone as the rest of us just spoke about our day. Oh, man. And in that was like yeah. the last fight I had to do. Before that, there was like 13 other fights called data fights. And those depended on how it goes because they can be quite they, they can be quite difficult. You could get stuck on those for a little while. Um and they returning Kingdom Hearts free as well. So I definitely spent about maybe a week or, or two sessioning those those uh, 13 fights. Damn. Did you have any further questions? Um, th yeah, the last one I had was, do you have any games that you, when you look back on, it's with love and nostalgia, but have you ever gone back to any of those idolized nostalgic games and ever been disappointed by them? I'm sure I have. I'm sure. Um, do you know what? Going back to like Pokemon Yellow, like it's, it's clear like how limited it, it is like. For example, in Pokemon Yellow, you could get a fighting type Pokemon, but there's like no fighting type moves. If you didn't know, is there no? Um, what? There's no. There's 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 one, and I think it's low kick. I think that's the only fighting type move in Pokemon Yellow. What Pokemon is it? Uh, you could get it on Banky, and you can get it on Machop, I guess. Huh. I um. But yeah, there are some there, there are some limitations that can make playing that. But you've I, yeah, you've got to like cast your mind back and play it like that uh, because otherwise it's going to be a very limiting game. Um, 
there's yeah like if you don't obviously your pokemon don't have abilities and stuff so like even if your pokemon is floating in the air it'll get hit by like ground moves and stuff um yeah it's just it's just little things like that but you know it's not what i guess it's not what brings you back to play it um pikachu walk around with you it's the whole selling point for playing mm -hmm. pokemon yellow yeah yeah after the tv show uh oh, i'm sure i have felt this way about other games yeah 100 i i can actually Especially getting them on emulating stuff i think i can only think of like maybe one game at the moment but i know there's been games i've gone back to and been like oh this is not what i kind of remember it to be but i guess it was a product of its time like i went back to ocarina i played i replayed ocarina mm. in my 20s and i still equally enjoyed it like i was like oh this is how I remember it, still the same vibe, and it keeps up. Maybe the N64 controller was a little bit painful to hold. I would say that was the only thing different. <laughs> yeah. um, but one was... thing that, you know when we actually last went to Charlie's? Mm -hmm. yeah. And if you remember, obviously his cousin Joe was then he had uh, on, on the Switch the N64 sort of access games. Um, like we played... Uh, Colosseum. Uh, Pokemon Coliseum, loved it. Still hit the same spot for me. I was like, perfect. Mm -hmm. And then when you guys left, me, Charlie, and Jade played. Um, and this is gonna be a controversial uh, opinion, so please don't hurt me. Um, we we played um, Goldeneye, and we were like, let's play co-op, not co-op. Sorry, uh, like PvP. Mate, still a fantastic game, but the controls and aiming was so awkward and and mm -hmm. difficult that we were like, we. We're struggling. We're standing in the same room, and none of us can make get a direct hit on each other. Like it was that bad for us, and it was like yeah. we can't, we can't do this. We can't. This is yeah. more of a product of its time. I can't go back. The aiming to stand still and move, just your either your view or put the aim and the sight on and move it around the screen or it's inverted. Could not fucking yeah. do it, mate. <laughs> yeah, I remember the controls for Goldmine being kind of fucky, even when it was back in the day. I think you just kind of made do with it. It was the only thing you had at the time. So it was like, eh, you kind of just figured it out, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, Makes I do remember sense, like yeah. it was like a weird button. You had to press a button to look at the direction. It was like it wasn't the you joystick stop, that you moved. And then you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to do and that. Then you move around. Yeah, it was around. Which meant that you had to be out in the open. So you would be open to be shot as well. So it wasn't like Absolutely. you could duck and cover and all that shit. It was like you have to see them. And then it's just two them. people shooting at each other. And it's just two people who can get the best headshots and shit like that. <laughs> it's still a fantastic game. It didn't disappoint me, I would say. But um, yeah, it was I one of those a, moments. I did a similar thing not too long ago, actually. Like literally on the, on the N64. And just tried it out. And it just like, yeah, it was definitely didn't age well. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Mario Kart. Ooh, another controversial one. Because Mario Mario Kart Double Dash on the GameCube when that came out was sick. Like two players okay, in one yeah. cart. Uh, you could even have play four players, two players in one cart, two players in the other cart. You have two items, but if you try and come back to it now. Just the way it plays just feels weird. Like it, it, it doesn't feel good to play. I can to be honest. That would it, feel kind of weird. Because mm -hmm. like, when you switched, it wasn't like one person's like whoever's driving obviously controls. When you switch, 
but you have you both have to press the switch button at the same time. Yeah, right? you do. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. But even playing, even playing like solo, it feels weird to play. Like, yeah, like they updated it after, like on the Wii, the Wii ones that came out, they played a lot better. So, yeah, you go back and it feels weird. Um, and the same going back to the Nintendo 64 Mario Kart as well. It just, yeah, feels weird and dated. Hmm. I can imagine that be that feeling a bit strange to play nowadays. Mm-hmm. The mechanics that I had. I can't think of many other old games that I've recently played to think that it wasn't what I lived up, lived up to be. Not that I can think of right now. Do you know what? To be honest, if you went back and played like San Andreas or something, it would feel janky. Definitely. If you played Definitely. Uh, GTA. GTA 5 or even GTA 4 to go back and play those uh, those blocky yeah. ones they're going to feel weird Yeah, yeah. I think San Andreas in all fairness was b- very fun and I, that was my main one that I had but still janky as hell like, I mm-hmm. knew at the time it was janky. Like, trying to ride a bicycle already annoying the famous level of chasing that fucking train oh my god I think that almost oh, yeah. I, that was almost the moment where I'm like I'm going to leave this game and I'm gonna come back in ten years' time. Like he br- almost broke me <laughs> trying to fucking catch that that train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you see the beams and you're like, oh shit! It's, it's actually <laughs> you actually have to do this in a certain way, otherwise you're done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mechanics and controllers—they update with the times, don't they? True. Unless they remaster a game properly. It does feel a bit janky sometimes going back to these things. I think that was one thing I remember in when I played, and I, I loved. I played a remastered Skyward Sword on the Switch. Mm. Obviously, that was made for the Wii. Was it played for the Wii? Right, so it was made for the Wii. Yeah. It was. It was, it was Wii. Wii, and you had to have the extra thing on it. Yeah, so you had to have Joy-Cons, and it was all movement-based, which you can technically do with the Switch, and you get to mm-hmm. choose between the controls being like like a standard controller or, or with the motion control. I chose the standard controller because I'm holding it in my hand. I'm not going to fucking shake the whole thing constantly. Um, and I think the weirdest thing that I found was if you use the right stick with the standard controller setting, it would it would use your sword, which is kind of cool. Once you got used to it, you know, you could really control the motion of the sword and the angles that you're going to hit the creatures, which is part of the game. But then you had to hold, like, um, I don't know what the Switch equivalent is, but like a, like an L1 button. ZL, I think. Yeah. So you, yeah, you had to hold one of the back buttons, basically, and that would then start moving the camera around for you. I think that was a like weird... Golden eye vibe. Sort of. It wasn't as bad, and it was a very small adjustment. But that took. It was one of those ones where I was retraining my brain to do that. And then after that Zelda game, I bought Tears of the Kingdom, and then my brain was still programmed. I kept fucking tapping the the, the left bumper button. I'm like, no, no, the right stick is just cameras, Jesus. And I had to like unlearn it again. Um, uh, but that was like a little change of like mechanics and time. And I think on. that's. I think that's because of. Like obviously back in the Nintendo 64, Z was on the back. And it yeah, was called, it was the trigger button. It was, yeah, it was, like it was literally gun. called um Z targeting, wasn't it? So they've obviously kept it on the Z on your left as well. Oh yeah, shit, that's right. The yellow button mm. on the back, yeah. And um mm. yeah, they would have they they 
kind of try to keep it that way, I guess. Yeah, it, it would feel weird when they yeah. port a game over. Yeah. I remember not liking Skyward Sword that much, though, because of that mm, mate, janky mechanics. Honest to God, though, I still put it out there. And I, I've heard a few people say that Skyward Sword is one of the best or favourite of the Zelda franchises. And if you get through it, well. I, I would honestly agree. It is one of the best. And it does actually kind of connect more to Breath of the Wild and probably more to Tears of the Kingdom than you think. And I was I was so lucky that I played it just before. Because there's a mm. couple of even... Obviously, I've not finished Tears of the Kingdom, so I don't know how much it will feed into But there's a couple of little Easter eggs, even sound bites, and even little things where I'm like, oh, that exists because of Skyward Sword. This person, this thing is there because of this. And it just informs the picture a bit more, which is fucking awesome. That's always know. nice. That's if, always if, nice, yeah. yeah. If you were bored and you had nothing to play for a while, I would say just try and go back to Skyward Sword. I thought you said bored. <laughs> so did I for a quick second. So did I. So did I. So, well, I was like, oh, is that me? Zelda's only for bald people? Let's go. Shots are fired, bro. Yeah, man. If you ever shave your hair off, if you just, you know, just, just shave it off entirely. You'll love it. Enhances the experience. It's a lifestyle choice, guys. I choose to be bald, man, Rick. It's the persona. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, another mask. Two um two other Zelda games that like I really like are Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. Twilight Princess. Hundred percent yes. Wind Waker, <laughs> I never even gave it a chance because of the graphics. I could not get into that Ooh. style. Yeah. But I like I've heard the graphics of Wind Waker. I like them. Let me just mm. is it like the really kiddish one? It is, yeah, Toon, Toon Link, they call it. Yeah, I, I could never quite get into it. I liked more of, I think, like, Twilight Princess is probably... Gritty. My my favourite incarnation really of Link. detailed graphics, didn't it? Is yeah, like, I, I loved... The game I loved, but the graphics really style, I loved it. And I would say that's my favourite so far. And only below it is the Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Yes! <laughs> One point. Someone seven. agreed. All right. <laughs> cool. All but right. Yeah. Well, my my final part of this body was just going to be talking about like gaming currently. I mean, we covered a couple of things throughout the body. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, what are we doing currently? And is, it, is there anything we're looking forward to? I think that I think for the longest time I have stopped being up to date uh, in general, and I think we've kind of started to buy the games that we look forward to the most and invest. Yeah. I don't care what it is. So for me, right now, it's still Tears of the Kingdom, and I've realised it's taken me over a year to finish it, uh, and now I'm taking my. I'm at the very end, but I'm still taking my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to jump onto the little Prince of Persia game in the meantime, see what that does for me. But my next probably big jump for me is the next Spider-Man game, God of War. Oh 2. yes. I would say mm-hmm. on my next two, and there's nothing that I've really seen going out, uh, coming out that's excited me. So there's a lot of backlog games, I, and I do, I would really want to get Ghost to uh, Tsushima on PS5. That is so an amazing game. I would say, yeah, they're my next jumps, but there's nothing that I've seen so far coming out that I'm like, oh shit, I need to be ready for this. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, it's the state of play at the moment, I think. Um, you just got to choose um, what you're into, one or two games, and kind of tackle it that way, I think. 
Yeah. And there's a it's it's not we're not really being drowned in games anyway, I don't think at the moment. Probably no. were a couple of years ago. Mm, I it, think a few years ago we kind of hit another yeah. peak peak gaming yeah, where things were just like in the same year God of War and Spider-Man One came out was a peak year for gaming. And and Persona yeah. Five came out for us, and I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah mm. we've kind of hit a bit of a lull with games. Uh, recently there's been a few things popped up here and there but um i think we're not due for another big year for games for at least another i think it just, two, it just three gives years. you time gives you time to play them right without yeah. having to worry about your next 60 pound purchase or whatever it's gonna yeah, be that's true jesus true. yeah tell me about it very very true unless you're on game pass then it's all free game pass Game Pass. Game Pass. Right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, other than Persona 3 at the moment, all I'm going to be playing after that is the Metal Gear Collection and then mm-hmm. Delta oh, right. whenever it does get a release date. But other than that, man, I'm not much else on the cards. There's a Death Stranding 2, which will be a good one whenever Kojima yeah, does boy. that. Damn, and uh, his next project, which is Fizz Int, currently working title, but that's going to be Kojima's next espionage action, yeah, action sick. action espionage game. So that's going to, to be jump on that. that's going to be another big one. It's going Did to be another game changer. Here, and I think I saw this on Kojima's Insta pop up that they're going to plan either a TV show or film of the Stranding. It's already out. Documentary on Disney Plus connecting worlds. A documentary. Oh, it's a documentary. Yeah, oh, like, okay. like the, the making of the game of Death Stranding and just. I think it's about that. I haven't actually watched it yet. Been waiting for this one to hurry up with it. But okay, um, no, no, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I think okay. I think it's like a making of the game, or just like his ideas in general. But once I watch it, I will let you guys know. Okay. Yeah, I would Definitely love to get into you know. the, the the world of mm-hmm. achievement, see how he does stuff. Oh, I feel like my brain would turn into the guy from Indiana Jones with the crystal skull and just too much <laughs> knowledge, and his face just melts. <laughs> <laughs> Comes well, in next podcast in a mask. <laughs> so, guys, funny story. <laughs> what about you, Phrase? What is happening now in the gaming world, and what what do you feel like is coming next for you? Um, well, Tekken Eight came out not too long ago. Yes, uh, played yeah. a few rounds oh. in that. Uh, it is a it's, it's a very fun Tekken to play. Like yeah. step up from from three, uh, from three, from seven. <laughs> well, I um, would imagine from three, yeah. yeah. Definitely from free, yeah. Um, but yeah, Tekken 8, it's really cool. The story is very strange. Like, they go very anime. Always has been. Always, it always has been, strange. isn't it? It is, it is oh. like, it's, it's just weird. It's just weird. Worth a buy? But the game is solid. Dragon huh? is worth, worth a buy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Worth yeah. a buy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's the best fighting game out now, I believe. Like, it's yes, overtook Street Fighter Six for sure. I think people have dropped off of that, but it's still around. I think it's still probably sold more, but I think Tekken is is climbing rapidly. Yeah. yeah. Um. Is anything else? I don't think there's really anything else outside of anime fighters at the moment. So yeah. Yeah, Juju um, dropped um and a fighting game recently, didn't they? Who? Jujutsu guys and they dropped. Oh yes, but that that does not look. That looks. It doesn't look great. I thought no. it was going to be like a 
a Naruto kind of thing, but it's just, it's just another fighting game. It looks it? more like um, that Naruto Sh- Shinobi Strikers game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of odd. Yeah. It doesn't look amazing, but, you know, yeah. maybe they'll make another game more like Naruto back in, like Ninja Storm kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That could be kind of sick to play. Yeah. Um, but currently, I guess I'm between... Uh, aside from the odd Tekken match, uh, I play a bit of Power World. I spent like four hours Such playing a good game last night. Charlie's uh, Such a good game. to us. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a nice game to, to kind of chill in, actually. It actually and is. Just, it weirdly yeah, is. Weirdly is. Um, and just do a little, like, just just sitting there and being like, yeah, this is like, this is this is what Pokemon should have done. Like, yeah. this is what it. This is what I wanted to feel like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Pokemon with guns. This is literally Pokemon meets COD. Mm-hmm. It's great though. And, and Breath of the Wild. Game. Yeah, and Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Of course, mm-hmm. that's the, that's a that's a a very particular combination of three games, which actually I'm glad it works. It mm-hmm. does work really well. Yeah, it does. It's doing well, um, but. Did you see that there was a um, there was actually a new Pokemon game announced? I think it was last night. Oh. Um, it's Pokemon Legends Z, something like that. You know, you know the last ah. Pokemon Legends game that came out. Yeah, it was like set in the forest. Like yeah, yeah. This one looks like it's going to be set in the sea. There were no, there was no gameplay. Oh, ZA is called. Yeah, Pokemon ZA. Yeah, announced for 2025, and, and it's, it's futuristic. Mm, and I couldn't help but wonder: is, is this is this like their answer? Or is, well, it's obviously been in development, but is it going to be able to compete? I wonder. Um, it, 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 I second. I reckon it can. It's got in, the IP is strong enough where it's going to pull enough people that they're going to give it a chance. Some people are dedicated enough that if it has the word Pokemon on it, they're going to buy it and they're going to play it regardless. Absolutely. Yep. And if Pokemon Charlie. can make a point, <laughs> I would say even Charlie's not as hardcore as some of the hardcore fans. But if they make a good enough mm. point or it justifies itself as something new, then yeah. It, I would I say that it could compete. People are, are definitely going to make the comparisons, aren't they? Yeah, so this I mean... Is, this is the newest I'm, thing to come out. Is it better? But yeah, I think it's uh, Pokemon just have they've got that reputation now where you know they're going to make a new game every few years, whether it's good or not. And I heard mm. that the last one that they made was just extremely buggy and unplayable as it was. Mm. So that's always never a good rep to have anyway. Underwhelming for sure. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe it'll be good. Maybe, but you know, I think it's maybe one of those ones that you can just wait for a couple of months, see how let, let everyone else take the first charge, see if it's any good, wait for the reviews to come out, see, mm-hmm. see what it's like. I, I feel like I could do with a, another good Pokemon game. It's been a very long time since I've like properly I'll be honest sunk you, into a Pokemon game. I wish they would either remaster or re... or just do one that is like a proper old-school one. I would love a proper top-down 8-bit version with just like that in would the good. Switch in your hand... Like, just define Wide and screen eight bit. Yeah, man, and just make or the like story Game Boy Advance crazy. Kind of stuff. Yes, yeah. that's 
I would love to go back to it because that is again that sweet spot that we started on the podium where it's like a phone get it's like that Tetris addictiveness, but with a long, deep narrative and options. Just give me fucking yeah. options. I would love that. Maybe make the the fighting uh, scenes, you know, maybe dynamic. a bit more 3D, a bit more dynamic, but just keep mm-hmm. the I would love to go back to that vibe. I don't like Pokemon in 3D, in my opinion. Yeah, it doesn't it does feel a bit weird. Either. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, hopefully they, they come back because yeah, Pokemon for us especially is in that n- nostalgia zone and yeah we hate to see we hate to see him do badly. True. Um and then there's one more game for me that has that has come out in the past couple of weeks. It's called Hell Divers 2. I've heard so much about it this game so far. Is Everyone is going fucking epic. mad over it. Like they had they crashed the servers because they didn't have enough people online yes. or something. For some Bro. reason they didn't account for the amount of people that were gonna buy this game, even though their pre-orders <laughs> vastly surpassed their server size. Um and getting online was a mission, but now it works and it's glorious. Yeah. It looks yeah. good. Damn, I might so. have to get that one. I might have to get that <laughs> one. I think like it's like an online party sort of thing. You work as a team, yes. like friendly fire is on and everything like that as well. It looks a yeah. bit yeah. somewhere between like Halo and Destiny. People have said it's pretty much like Starship Troopers. I don't know much oh. about Starship Troopers, okay. but yeah, it's you're you're basically on a patriotic campaign to uh spread democracy throughout the uh the star system and sounds a bit sus but okay. yeah i was gonna say <laughs> yeah for sure but that's what it is doesn't and, sound uh... like colonization at all like <laughs> no way i mean you are fighting against bugs and uh automatons so well that's okay then don't have I mean, to feel too... all right then that makes it okay <laughs> yeah don't have to feel too bad about it but um yeah it's cool you get sent down to um to the planet surface and you complete your mission uh and you try and get out of there and yeah like you said friendly fires on uh oh, you could get God. overwhelmed you can you can overwhelm the enemy um and yeah it's it's just a it's just a vibe it's really cool yeah i've heard a lot about it so far i think if we all were all to jump on it in some kind of way then that could be a very good time that could be, fun It'd be very funny as well yeah yeah for sure um but yeah that's my that's my top recommendation for games out there currently if we all have we all done it have we all gone around them? yeah yeah you you're yeah. the last one cool yeah, yeah all right then uh yeah that's that's all i have and i think that's a uh, good timing as well yeah Perfect. good stuff good Two stuff phrase it's more than enough nice little fun little mm-hmm. little game catch up yeah man gets you in the mood to play some right mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah <laughs> let's go all right well thank you guys and thank you all the listeners at home i've been fraser i've been rick and my head hurts so i have been surviving sirhan yeah no games no games for you sirhan oh. no games for you no games no tv no games <laughs> Fine, I'll just I'll do my second favorite movie. I'll just sit in the room in the dark.
thinking about games. Ha <laughs> ha! You can't take that away from me. Thinking about Spider-Man. <laughs> Not really. I've got like a 25-year-old game of Tetris going in my head, and I'm like, I'm never, I'm never gonna give up. Never surrender. <laughs> Losing to a mental game of Tetris. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>